1: You're listening to the Auburn Express.
0: You are you now, are now listening, to listening to the War Report. What's up in War Eagle, War Report family? It's your guy Ike Jones. We are here on the Auburn Express live from sec media days 2023 here in nashville and got the esteemed pleasure to talk to my boy my guy y'all know him as dukes the scoop my guy cp man how you feeling today baby
1: man i'm good man uh had a little fun last night pounding coffee right now but we're gonna make it through
0: (laughs) yeah man listen man it's 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 a fun time out here in uh fun time out here in nashville man we are enjoying ourselves just trying to you know be professionals out here doing our thing but we got the opportunity yesterday well I ain't gonna say we you got the opportunity yesterday to ask questions to coach freeze out there in the open session um you're, this is your first SEC media days as a media personality I know we, you were there last year a little bit right. get an opportunity what's it been like for you this year man
1: no that's cool man um I think a lot of the work that I've been able to do on the grassroots is uh, paying off uh I had some familiarity with Coach Freeze. I've seen him on the recruiting trail a few times. So, um, I, I, you know, I kind of tossed him a softball and he knocked it out the part, So yeah. I appreciate him for that. So no, it, it's been a really cool experience, especially seeing guys like you who are more established and just uh, give me something to strive for.
0: Yeah, man. Absolutely want to make sure that we continue to grow and do our thing. And I mean, listen, man, you are doing your thing for sure. But let's talk a little bit about expectations for the season and um, things that we've seen from SEC Media Days and how Auburn fans can. Translate that into you know you're here. But listen, let's be clear. Last year, we heard from Coach Harson, and we felt coming out of SEC media days, all these boys ready. They finna go out here, and the results on the field didn't match. Should Auburn fans temper their expectations from what we feel like was a good showing from Coach Freeze and the players at SEC media days this year?
1: No, I think uh, what you're hearing, like the difference in in what Harson was saying, the Coach Freeze was saying, in, in my opinion, was basically. Um, there was more. I, I, I want. I don't want to say genuine, but I guess more realistic expectations for the culture change. Mm-hmm. The culture shift uh, where Harson was trying to do, and I, I hate to talk about guys in the past, but a guy with more familiarity with the SEC, you can kind of hear. You can hear that he has. Uh, I don't want to say more. Almost like that Southern Baptist preacher type dude. Sure. What you believe in, i like. Yeah. And uh, from what I heard, like his first thing was like, man, teaching people how to be Auburn men, and that's something that I'm not sure that Coach Harson grasped. Uh, One thousand percent, just because of the familiarity with the lay of the land. Right. So with uh, Coach Freeze already knowing, uh, being friends with Coach Malzahn, being able to lean on him, being friends with Coach Saban, beating Coach Saban, he understands what how how the uh, how serious the situation is. So I think from everything I've heard from the players and Coach Freeze. I mean, I'm expecting Auburn to really uh, surprise some people this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing what the results on the field are. Did you get an opportunity to to talk to any of the players that came with Coach Freeze?
1: Uh, not on the record. I talked to Cam Stutz off the record and uh, just about what's going on and uh, how they like Coach Dom. Uh, I had an opportunity to cover Laramie Tunstall's camp in Houston uh, mm. the other day, and uh, he said he's been in Auburn all summer. Right. Uh, oh, okay. That's yeah, a- training with Coach Dom and his, talking about his relationship with Coach Freeze. So I was asking Cam what he thought about Coach Dom, and he was just, like, phenomenal. And him even seeing an all-pro guy like Laramie Tunsil in Auburn all summer mm. actually just helped him buy into the uh, weight training program and the strength program, I mean. So, no, nah, that, 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 talking to Cam... Um, I really feel like the guys are buying into what uh, Hugh Freeze is selling.
0: Yeah, so listen, man, that seems to be a thing for Coach Freeze is to say, look, I've got guys who I've coached who've made it to the next level, guys that I have relationships with who've made it to the NFL, and he's using that as opportunities to show – His own, you know, we talk about proof of concept as far as like on the field and and, and, uh, recruiting for Auburn, but he's showing his proof of concept from his previous guys that he's got out there. Laramie Tunsil's a good example of that. Uh, We saw uh, earlier where they were doing the recruiting pitch uh, for Perry Thompson, I believe it was, and he had DK Metcalf on the phone type of thing. Um, Can you talk from the perspective of a guy who talks to a lot of recruits, What kind of impact does that kind of thing have on the recruits? I think it's
1: relevance. I think um, when you talk, so you got to understand like where we are right now, if you're recruiting a guy in the 2025 class, you're talking about a kid that when Auburn went to the national championship in 2010, mm. they were probably two to three years old. Right, right. So having guys that are relevant, like you look at, like if you look at our most successful players, Cam News not even in the league anymore. Right. So being able to call on somebody who's actually doing it now at a high level, I think, is huge, and and that has that that name recognition. And if you think about the social media generation, it's 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 not, it's it's really about. I mean, I hate to say it like this, but man, it's, it's who's popping right
0: <laughs> right to yeah, be honest for, that, I mean that's for sure
1: yeah, yeah. so uh, being able to call on a guy like DK Metcalf calling a guy like Larry Tunstall is huge and a recruit and recruits are uh, paying attention to it because you freeze they're not calling like you got a Malik Willis it's not it's not forced right it's not oh do this for me because it's like no hey I pick up the phone for coach anyway right uh, so uh, I think having that type of relationship is really huge for him in recruiting and you're going to see more of that pay off soon
0: yeah So looking forward to seeing kind of how things evolve over the next couple of weeks. Fall camp is starting. Um, Are there any things that you're looking for as we get into fall camp? And, and, you know, we know what the position battles are going to look like, but what are the key things that you're looking for to see as far as progression towards a a successful season during fall camp?
1: I think it's all about how the offensive line gels, Mm. and I want to see some um, in order for Auburn to have a successful season, they're going to have to be able to get to the quarterback. So, how does Auburn manufacture pressure this year is going to be huge. Uh, if you look at Ryan Roberts' what which you, I, I saw your breakdown, like you get it, like they do a lot of blitz and they do a lot with that uh, with that star or the, whatever you call that fifth that that fifth DB that plays the linebacker in the box. So, yeah. um, just seeing what kind of production you can get out of the Jack role, mm. uh, if, if Elijah McAllister can fill that role uh, in, a, in a positive way, then um, I think those are the two really most important things to look at as far as fall camp is how the offensive line plays together and can Auburn get to the quarterback.
0: Alright so I'm going to put you on the spot here one last question give me one offense one defense guy who is a true freshman that you feel like is going to take significant steps for Auburn? Not somebody who's going to come in and spot duty and may redshirt, but you'll see him in a couple of games. Significant steps, troop freshman, offense, defense. Who you got?
1: Jeremiah Cobb and K.A. Lee.
0: Oh, so you think Cobb is going to get out there and get, it, get busy? Okay. yeah,
1: yeah. Cobb's going to get some snaps. Um, he does too much well. He runs really well. He's a weight room warrior. And, so are we going to
0: be four deep at the, at the running back position, or who do you think he's taking snaps from?
1: Mm, think about it. Okay, I'm. I am thinking about it. Yeah, <laughs> okay, but. so not without saying too much, I think uh, early in the season, I'm not sure where we'll see dropbacks. Hunter, I got you. So, um, I think uh, Cobb is being prepared to play, mm. and then you're always one injury away. So, if you're For only sure. four deep, you think about how intensive the uh, the running back position is. You got to have guys that are ready. So, I think uh, Cobb is going to be a guy that's going to get some snaps. I like it. And uh, K. Lee is a dog. Like he's probably one of the best cornerbacks from the state of Georgia in a, in a long time. So. Mm. Um, he, he showed improved in the spring. And uh, from talking to coaches, they, they really feel like he's going to be able to help us via one.
0: Okay, I love it. I love it. All right, man, well, that's it. We got our guy, Dukes the Scoop, in here coming and giving us a little insight for what we got coming for Auburn. Live from SEC Media Days, Your guy Ike Jones here. Make sure you keep tuning in what we got going on right here at the Auburn Express, and we will talk to y'all later. War Eagle. War Eagle.
2: Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. drop. What's up, War Report family? It's your boy, Mike G. I'm here with a special guest live from Media Days. Joining me is Jake Crane, host of Crane & Co. You can catch
3: them over on the Daily Wire. What's going on, Jake? Man, it's, it's Media Day means we're about to flip to the next chapter, which is kickoff. Could not be more excited. Could not be more excited for Auburn, uh, you know, obviously with Hugh Freeze and, and what they're doing right now. So I'm ready to get it going, man.
2: Yeah, listen, uh, last year there was a feeling that Harson did pretty well at media days. Um, you know, he they, they came in, he addressed the controversy. Uh, you know, he said, you know, this is what happened. You guys attacked me. It didn't work. And then he tried to move on from it. Now, his tenure ended very unceremoniously. Now Hugh Freeze is in. How did Hugh Freeze do in his first media days as the Auburn head football coach?
3: I, I thought Hugh did a great job. And, and you know, when you come into media day, especially in the role that Auburn is, it's a role that, that we're not very used to. You know, it's being Auburn fans and is the underdog. You don't want to give anybody any bulletin board material. You don't want to come out here and take a shot at Nick Saving, even though people say, well, Brian Kelly did it last year and it worked out. But where Hugh is when you look left and you see what George is doing You look right, you see what Alabama's been doing with Saban still there. You just want to kind of get through it. But I thought he had a good mixture of looking hungry, but also thankful. Right. And listening to him talk, I thought he was very genuine, talking about Phil Montgomery being the play caller. Uh, how he's had to kind of change the terminology because, you know, you're around long enough. You have guys that work under you that move on. You need to be able to change it. That signals, too. Right. Uh, but uh, I thought he handled it really well. I thought the players were great. Uh, I thought he made great decisions on who he brought. And, again, as, as a head coach, especially as a new one, you're just trying to kind of get through it without giving anybody anything to add to the preparation because bulletin board material, I think there's a common misconception, it doesn't help you during the game. Yeah, that's right. After that first snap, all that stuff, you're just trying to go make play and survive mm. out there but it's the prep. It narrows your focus on the prep. And that's what this game is. It's preparation, uh, and then you get your opportunity. So I thought Hugh did a great job, and I'm really excited to see this team in New Well, listen, uh, he came in
2: with what we, for lack of a better term, a checkered past.
3: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
2: Uh, I was surprised that there weren't more questions about his redemption. Uh, he was pretty clear in his opening press conference when he got to Auburn. He said, give me a chance to earn your trust. That's what he said to Auburn fans. You know, Did he take steps towards earning your their trust this week at at SEC Media Days.
3: Without a doubt. I mean, I I think he's taken a step almost every day. When you look at the landscape right now of Auburn, I mean, you can feel it. The Auburn fans can feel it. There's more positive momentum right now behind Auburn football than I can remember in a while, including the the end of Gus Malzahn's tenure. Uh, And and that's multiple fronts. You feel like a guy's in there that, number one, understands what it takes. He's done it. This this isn't his first rodeo, but he's Mm. getting a second chance. But there's nothing like seeing your professional life flash before your eyes. And I'd be willing to bet I would much rather have a guy that is trying to fight for that second chance I think there's a lot less of a chance of him doing something off the field that's stupid or to put himself right. in a bad position as opposed to somebody who's just blowing up doing great young in their career the feels aspects. invincible how many times do we see that so yeah I think he has and the last piece of the puzzle is doing it on the field and I think Hugh eventually is going to do that I think they're going to surprise a couple people this year but as far as earning the fan base's his trust it, it's amazing and, and I said this when it happened those same people that were there, because this is just how fan bases are, including Auburn's, the same people that were there at Toomer's Corner, you know, don't fire Brian Harson. this, yeah, that, or and the other. Or Hugh Freeze is the worst, whatever. They'll be the first people to roll Toomer's Corner after that first yeah. game win that Auburn has.
2: Listen, That's how it is. Auburn uh, definitely has some work to do on the field, uh, but some of that work is going to involve Jarquez Hunter. Now, he was asked the Jarquez Hunter question this week about his availability. Uh, it seems like Auburn is... Deflecting on Jarquez, right? Um, but how important is it going to be to Hugh Freeze's first year that Jarquez Hunter is actually available for that first third of the season?
3: Oh well, I, I think it's huge. He's your best back. I, I mean, I think Jarquez has more potential than Tank has than Tank had. And I, I, people say, I said that. People say, I got fried People say, that. oh, you're crazy. <laughs> I just think he's a more. I think he has home run speed. That's right. Tank Bigsby has incredible vision, alien vision. You could see in 3D. He's one of the few guys that could bounce the power or like cut back on gap-scheme runs. And you're like, wow, that was a great decision when 99% of the times that is the death nail. You never do that. But Jarquez has great vision. He's a bowling ball. He's he's kind of like a more athletic Michael Dyer with top-end speed. That's what he looks like to me. He can catch the ball in the backfield. He's a good blocker. He's very important, too, because he has experience. Not that Damari Alston isn't a good player. I think Damari has a chance to be a really good second piece. But Jarquez puts the fear of God in the defensive coordinators because if that safety doesn't fit right, and he gets past the box. Jarquez can score from 80 out, yeah. as opposed to Tank, who would have that those great 30, 35 yard runs, but he wouldn't hit that home run. And what would happen? You'd have that 35 yard run, you'd get into the red zone, oh, you get stymied, you kick a field goal. I think Jarquez could actually be a home run
2: hitter. You know what's funny is uh, somebody, somebody out there wanted Jarquez to play linebacker coming out of high school. <laughs> well,
3: he probably could, <laughs> but I mean, I'd much rather have him with the ball.
2: In Definitely. Look, he. I've said it. I've said that. I thought that he was a more complete back uh, than than Tank Bigsby, and that's not a knock on Tank. And I tank. love Tank's a great yeah, player. Yeah, he's not a tank. Tank's not a great tank. player. Yeah, but uh, I thought Jarquez Hunter had something special. Now, in the spring, Hugh Freeze mentioned that you know when you asked him about any player, he would say, "I haven't coached these guys yet. I haven't coached these guys yet." But when asked about Jarquez, he said. He's already the best back I've ever coached, and I haven't coached him a game. Yeah. Right, and I thought that that said a lot for him. Uh, Jake, let's, uh, let's end this out talking about quarterback man. Robbie Ashford, you and I, uh, we're, we're kind of on the same place on, on, on Robbie Ashford. Uh, Auburn has gone out and gotten Peyton Thorne, the experienced transfer from Michigan State. He raises the floor in that quarterback room, so two, about 2,000 yards total from Auburn's quarterback's passing last year. Peyton Thorne raises that floor to about 2,700, 2,800. Uh, what's this going to look like in the fall? The last QB we saw at Auburn come in and win a starting job without a spring at Auburn was Chris Todd.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I think there's some similarities in, in kind of the way they operate. Peyton's more athletic than Chris is on the ground, obviously. Mm-hmm. Now, it, you know, there's the old rule of thumb. You don't go get JUCO players. You don't go get guys out of the transfer portal to sit the bench. Right. You, that's not typically, especially at the quarterback position. Why do you think Alabama brought in Tyler Buckley? Because they, they needed him. I think he's going to actually end up winning the job. But when I, look at, when I look at Peyton Thorne and when I look at this battle, I love Peyton Thorne's leadership. I think he brings, for lack of a better term, an adult in the okay. room. Okay, yes, uh, fair. A, he's a guy mature that guy. And has been there, coach his son. Not that Robbie isn't mature, but Robbie's still younger than I think some people think he is. What I look at it is, I always look at it from a defensive side. He's a guy that coached defense for a long time. If Robbie Ashford can just throw good enough, he didn't have to be Drew Brees in the system. He didn't have to be Dan Marino. I think he can actually open up this Auburn offense more because my only question about Peyton Thorne, it isn't can he make the throws, it right. isn't can he make the deep ball throws. It's that we heard Hugh Freeze talk about this is still going to be his system that he's, he's running. Yeah, That's an RPO man. system. Just like the zone read, the quarterback has to be a threat to keep the ball and run for it to work at its maximum potential. Is Peyton Thorne athletic enough to do that in this league? We'll see. If he can, I think this offense can thrive if they can stay healthy up front. But if Robbie Ashford can just figure out how to be an effective passer like he was against Bama, right. I thought that Bama game for him was huge.
2: Throw, if he throw can, the, uh, it, yeah, oh, my goodness. Yes. He looked like a
3: different guy. If he can do that, I think he has a chance to make a big impact. But I think what you'll see is Peyton Thorne will win the job. Robbie Ashford are coming on third and short fourth and short red zone, and they'll have a couple gadget plays for him. He may catch a couple passes, but I like the competition in that room. I think Holden still has a chance to be a good player yeah. and look, Hugh freeze when and Phil Montgomery, when it comes to quarterbacks, they're going to have a guy ready. So I think the room is in a lot better position right now. I do think Peyton's going to win it, but don't sleep on Robbie.
2: Yeah. Uh, look, Robbie Ashford obviously brings a different dynamic to your offense, uh, with elite athleticism. Uh, however, uh, they did go out and they make sure that they had a guy with experience that could, again, help raise, yeah, yeah. R- raise the floor in that quarterback room. It'll be interesting to see what direction Hugh Freeze decides to go at quarterback. Um, continuing the conversation on quarterback here, if you're Robbie Ashford, what do you have to do to win this job before game one?
3: I think you've got to just become a very consistent passer in in every third, Mm -hmm. uh, whether that's the now screen. And and again, there's so many things that are built in. All the RPO is, it's triple option from the shotgun. That's what it is. It's triple option with the pass integrated into it. You can manipulate the front. You can change linebacker's eyes. If you are able to spit the ball out on the bubble, Read the box, obviously. Read the numbers. Make the right decision. If you're able to throw the dig, if you're able to throw the slant, if you're able to throw the crosser and anticipate and then be effective in the deep ball, I think Robbie Ashford is the best option. But that, that would take a big jump. Mike from where he was yeah. to, to get He's there. Got some work because Peyton can do that. It's right. a very natural throw with the ball. And I think Robbie has some touch. You saw some touch throws, which is hard to put in a guy. So he played hurt. He, he played with a hurt did, He did play hurt. He did play hurt. Leadership is a big thing in that room. There's a lot of trust, especially early in a coach's tenure at that quarterback position. You always want trust and, and experience and you know a veteran presence there. Uh, but if Robbie can show leadership and become a consistent passer in all thirds of the passing game. I think he could give Peyton Thorne a run for his money. And I'll tell you this much about Hugh Freeze. The best player's going to play. Right.
2: Okay. All right. Well, listen, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what Hugh Freeze can do. The Me professed too. QB developer is yep. going to hopefully produce for Auburn at that position. I want to thank Jake Crane from um, Crane & Co. on the Daily Wire. Subscribe to them on YouTube. Yeah, man, the podcast. man. Listen it's, to these guys.
3: I'm not a technological savant by any stretch of the imagination, but we're on basically every platform. And you guys do such a great job. I love keeping up with your work, man. Really excited. Really proud of y'all. The Fireside Chat's fantastic. Hey, listen, check I checked check that out. out. That's real stuff. We always talk about, you know, real, recognized, real, and uh, It's always great to catch you. All right.
2: Well, thank you, Jake, for joining us. Guys, we'll be back with more content live from SCT Media Days. We're signing off. As always, War Eagle.